my YouTube ranking in terms of watch time for my channel. So I can't tell you how I know this chat. Secret information. Your boy, Dark Viper AU, is the fourth most watched gaming Australian YouTuber. I mean, to get into the top five, I did need those two qualifications of gaming and Australian, but that's still pretty cool. You wanna know how many hours of my content people watch in a month? 3.8 million, just one month. That's a lot of time. The uselessness of saying, don't harass this person. I was watching The Wan Show with Linus Tech Tips and Linus was accused of, uh, he's be he was being accused of dismissing a person because um, her not accepting his advances in some way, which is nonsense, especially if you know him. But what interests me about this story is at the beginning of him talking about this, defending himself, he says, don't go harass this person. I don't want that. That's not what this is about. I just want to clear the air, put my story out there, all that jazz. And he goes into detail like this. And then he explains everything. And then like towards the end of this discussion, Luke is like, yeah, so it seems as though people are out there saying garbage things to this person on Twitter. And I looked and like immediately, like I was watching this live, this person had received so much backlash that they had already protected their tweets. And it again highlights saying, do not go harass a person does nothing. No person needs to be informed that harassing a person is bad. The sort of person to harass a person or to send mean tweets and stuff and bombard a person like that isn't a person you can dissuade by saying, don't go message this person. It is also sometimes the case that what an individual is doing isn't considered by them to be harassment. And it can be the case that that individual message isn't particularly hateful, but when there's thousands of people sending basically the same message, it feels that way to the recipient. All you do really by saying, don't go message this person is put in the minds of bad actors who are watching you that this is something I don't want you to do and they'll go do it just to spite you. Either that or people who wouldn't have thought about doing it and now like, oh, going to message this person. You know, I hadn't thought of that, that, that before, but now that you've mentioned it, I'm going to go do it. The only way to stop people from being garbage and sending hate towards people is to not give them the ability to, as in you just hide their name or give as little air to that concept as possible. The only reason to ever say, don't go harass this person, is to protect yourself from disingenuous people who will imply that the result of your viewers will always be your fault. The reason why I say this is disingenuous is because once you are at a certain size, it is impossible to not have assholes who watch you. It's impossible. Even if 0.001% of people harass people or say garbage or whatever, it will seem like an avalanche, a torrent to the person who's receiving it. And there's never going to be actions that you can take that can truly prevent that from happening once you get to a certain size, outside of just making it as difficult as possible for the people to, to find that person. You can put up barriers to entry, but they'll never be 100% because people can, you know, figure it out for themselves. It's very hard to explain a story without having some information about who you're talking about. You should negatively judge a creator, not based on their mechanisms of, of preventing such things, but more to what degree they seek to inspire such things. We've seen people, creators who have weaponized their community, who've said, go dislike this person's video, go send hateful things to this person, report this person. You can judge people poorly on that basis, but this widespread judgment of creators based on the poor actions of their viewers, I don't think is justified just on the basis of those poor actions. There has to be some incitement, some willful inspiring of those actions by the creator for it to reflect negatively on that creator. Just too often do I see P 
people being like, oh, this, this, this viewer of this person said something mean. Clearly that creator is now a terrible human being. It's just dumb. Whether or not the people who uh, make such arguments are knowingly speaking false, I don't know. But people should be cognizant of that. You cannot control millions of people. You can only make it a little bit more difficult. And as I say, I don't think saying don't harass people really has any impact other than just puts into people's minds, hey, you know, this is something that you could do realistically. And everyone who just wants to fuck with you goes, oh yeah, you don't want me to do this, then I'll do it anyway, right? You're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Dark Viper EU revealed as a secret bad person. The topic name here was different before, but this video keeps getting demonetized, so I'm just gonna change it. So recently, this person named Ask Aubrey, fine person, nice person, this person just finds or has submitted tweets from people saying horrendously garbage shit, and uh, she kind of retweets them, right? It's sort of like a public shaming thing. And as many of you likely know on Twitter, there are a lot of people who have variations of my face as their profile image, and I've kind of just let that be. But this person got featured. Their entire account is full of the most horrendous garbage. Considering it's called Weird Twitter, I thought for a bit that maybe this was either an attempt to fuck with me, especially because they they mention that their profile image is me in their description. Either that or it's just someone trying to get attention, I'm not sure. But regardless, a lot of people thought that this profile picture was of this weird Twitter person. And so they wrote comments in response. Why does it look like he shaved his pubic hair and glued it to his face? I've seen better beard rendering in 90s era video games. Did he glue that thing to his face? It looks like he's glued to his face. If it weren't for your mama, you wouldn't even be here with your fake beard, so stop dissing women. And comparisons. This is what happens when you order your men from Wish. Perhaps, just maybe, this guy's problem is right there in the mirror. Wild guess here. Is he trying to look like a video game character from 2010? Can't unsee the gap between his face and hair that should not be. He got dead fish eyes. It's my theory that a lot of beards hide weak chins. And it even got posted to blatant misogyny on Reddit. While I'm not going to go through all this, both on Twitter and Reddit, there were some people being like, Oh my god, is that Dark Viper AU? I didn't know it was like this. Thankfully, it wasn't many people, and there was usually a reply that's like, Oh no, I found his real Twitter. It isn't him. I do remember though that one person was like, What, this is Dark Viper AU? No, no wonder I unsubscribed from him like a year ago. And I was like, ah. But uh, it is unfortunate that this happened. And I just thought it was a kind of a weird moment that should probably be immortalized in my Ramble series. As they, once you reach a certain size, these sort of things are just going to happen. Thankfully, at my request, Ask Aubrey was kind enough to take down the tweet, but the original tweet by Weird Twitter is still there, as is their account, despite me reporting it for impersonation. The day GTA 5 received 40,000 negative reviews. Chat, why was this again? Yeah, June 2017. They received 34,000 negative reviews. Oh, is that when they tried to ban Open 4? Yeah, I guess I can see why they succumbed to the pressure then. And thankfully they did. Because like they've never received that much backlash for. Like it's not even close. Oh, for those who don't know that story, Open 4 or Open Ivy, I don't know how to pronounce it, is a program that helps people make mods for GTA 5. Like every GTA 5 mod uses it to some capacity. Like you can find assets in the game and all that jazz. Very useful tool for every form of content creation, every form of making anything related to Grand Theft Auto 5, you can imagine. I th is it for the other GTAs as well? Any Rage Engine games, okay. It was either Take-Two or Rockstar tried to ban it. Oh, it was, it was Take-Two. Fuck were people pissed. Uh, and they reversed it, thankfully. 
Yeah, they reversed it. Yeah, I, I, like I've got Open 4 on my PC right now. Whenever I need to find a particular sound file that I don't have, Open 4 is just immediate, you know? It's specifically for single player. Yeah, but I'm sure it's useful for people making mod menus as well. That is partly why people were so outraged because the main thing it's used for, and it is the basis for so much of the single player content that has been made, and that has kept this game alive to a degree for so long. Do people prefer guys with hairy chests? I've been thinking about shaving my chest hair. I've never done that, partly because I just want to go the effort. Recently shaved my uh, armpits. Okay, they probably need, need another shave now. But like, shaving my armpits, shaving my chest hair, all that jazz is something I never really considered. Like, it's just it's something I never really thought about. But when it was mentioned, I was like, yeah, maybe I would look better with a clean shaven chest. I'm surprised more people didn't notice this or comment on it. But in my most recent video, I put in this picture, what I consider to be my most embarrassing picture that I have. And very few people either noticed or commented on it. This is me 10 years ago, flexing something fierce with amazing lighting when I got out of the shower. I don't know why I took this picture. I look like Tom Cruise with the amount that I'm, I'm squinting. I'm looking at this like, I didn't have a lot of chest hair back then. In the last 10 years, I've grown a lot of chest hair. I think it looks better not having chest hair. You didn't think that was me yet? Probably a lot of people thought that. I don't know. I told you I used to go to the gym once upon a time. I, I, I took care of myself a bit better. So seeing this and thinking about that, I was like, I want to know what other people think. And so I did a poll. I said, do you prefer chest hair on guys? Split this for people who are attracted to men versus not. So two thirds of people attracted to men prefer no chest hair. Two thirds of people not attracted to men also prefer no chest hair. It's one of those things where it is ultimately personal preference, both for yourself and in a partner. And so there's some people who love chest hair and other people who don't. And I guess so normally, I suppose, you'd just consult your partner as to what they wanted. But I don't want to shave my chest hair on a regular basis. That'd be a huge pain in the ass. I'd rather just get lasered off and never have to think about it again. But if I did that, I could never go back. Compared to another picture looks nothing like me. Are you crazy? It looks exactly like me. How long does wax chest hair last? Two months, seven weeks? Yeah, see, I don't like throwing things into my life that are like additional times that I have to go out of my house, set up appointments and all that jazz. It's annoying. Again, laser off is done forever. I'm thinking about it, chat. Because I think I personally prefer not having chest hair. But here's something funny. Well, who runs my Instagram, which is largely just reposting stuff from Discord and Twi Twitter and all that jazz. He did this poll. Do you prefer hair on guys? And he comes in the mod chat and he's like, it seems the complete opposite of what you had on Twitter. And I'm like, well, my dude, you've, you've said hair, not chest hair. <laughs> so if you happen to see this on Instagram, that, that's why. A sign you may have ADHD. So often I talk about how we don't understand how other people's minds work. We just assume how our mind works is how everyone else's does. And so we often get surprised when we find out that people can't do things that we can do or don't do things the same way that we do or that other people can do things that we can't. And this TikTok by this dude talked about his getting a diagnosis of, of ADHD. PB Squama. He says, one sign of you having ADHD is that you finish other people's sentences. Like the person asked him, do you finish other people's sentences? And he's like, no, of course not, that'd be rude. And they're like, but did you do that as a kid? And he's like, well, of course, everyone does. And she's like, do you even now finish other people's sentences, but in your head? And the guy's, and the guy's like, yeah, of course. How are you meant to have a response if you don't guess other people's sentences so you know what to say afterwards? I don't do that. Do any of you do that? I've often wondered how I'm so able 
to have a response immediately after a person has finished speaking. Like, I don't do this. And I think it's miraculous that somehow my brain just has the information necessary to immediately begin speaking. And no diagnosis like this would ever be done with just one characteristic. I'm sure there are people who do this who don't have ADHD. I just thought this was very interesting. All these questions or, or things that I see that make me think about how my brain works always interest me. What is it? Metacognition. Thinking about thinking. Next time I'm having a conversation with someone, I need to, like, think about what my brain's doing while I'm listening to them speak. But the process of thinking about that can interrupt what you're normally doing in that situation, right? Like, it's hard to analyze your own thoughts in the moment because you're necessarily disrupting what you normally do in that moment, you know? I found the real reason my old rambles are doing better. Previously, I said it looks like my older rambles are doing better because uh, they went from, you know, getting 100, 200 views to now getting 1,000. This is just the first 50, by the way. You can see how this still that's not a ridiculous amount of views, but I, the more appealing I can make all of my content, the better off I'm going to be. But what I noticed is if you go to traffic source, well, yeah, channel pages and, and browse features are up a little bit, as is suggested, like a little bit. Uh, the main thing that's driving the greater viewership is just people going to the playlist. I'm not sure what's made this change. Is YouTube pushing playlists more or did I do something to inspire people to have a greater interest in my old rambles? As I say, I have been changing the old thumbnails. Maybe people are clicking on an older one, seeing that it still contains good stuff and going back. I just remembered one thing it could possibly be. I changed the playlist from being sourced by newest to oldest, which is this is what it was before, to now being oldest to newest. Could just be coincidence, but I did do this fairly recently. Not to toot my own horn, but there was some interesting and insightful stuff in my older rambles. But yeah, so those of you who are watching my older rambles via the playlist, thank you. And yeah, so this is probably not indicative of some greater change of YouTube as I postulated before. Why did Mr. Beast's video on Ludwig's channel do poorly? So Ludwig was in a video with Mr. Beast, but Mr. Beast thought the video wasn't good enough, so he decided not to release it on his channel. But Ludwig convinced Mr. Beast to let him release it on Ludwig's channel, right? The video got 6.6 .6 million views and is Ludwig's most watched video. But that's clearly very different from like the videos that go on Mr. Beast's actual channel. And so it leads to the question, why is this? Why would a video with Mr. Beast in the thumbnail, one of his normal kind of videos, get one-tenth the views on a different channel and a successful channel at that? This video, had it released on Mr. Beast's channel, let's be real, probably would have got at least like 30 million views. Now, I have a theory as to why this is. I am of the belief that some channels are specifically flags to be clearly representing the YouTube as best as it possibly can. Content that is acceptable and likely enjoyable by everyone. And flagged this way, it makes it so non-logged in accounts are fed this content and people who first come to the website are fed this content. I think because Mr. Beast is seen by YouTube as a channel that provides content that would be at least non-offensive to the vast majority of people and would represent YouTube in the best way possible, that they prioritize showing his content on the main page to new people to YouTube and to non-logged in accounts. And the reason why I think this is because Previously, many times I went to the homepage and found Mr. Beast videos immediately when I wasn't logged in. Also, when I tried shorts for the first time, half of the videos that I saw were from Mr. Beast. But also because I think that makes sense for the platform. Like, why wouldn't you want to put your best foot forward 
when you have no information about the user who's just come to your platform. You would be wanting to put forth the content that is most likely going to be enjoyable by anyone. And that's Mr. Beast content, you know? More advertisable, exactly. Like, why would you put any of my content that is more niche and specific to people's particular preferences on the front page like that? Yeah, so just my theory. Maybe I'm wrong. I know, but this is what I'm currently working with. Beraliam74, one of my viewers, took it upon themselves to use a VPN and open 12 incognito pages to test my theory, finding that 46 out of the 96 videos were from verified channels. Only nine channels appeared more than once or the same video every time. It has a combination of like really low view videos, but also many very huge videos as well. Surprisingly, he did not see a single video from Mr. Beast. So this is at least some evidence against my theory, although there still has to be some criteria that YouTube is using for what to show new viewers to the platform. And if I use an incognito tab, I do get videos from Mr. Beast. So ultimately inconclusive, but an interesting thought. What I thought of the finale of Better Call Saul. Yes, there will be spoilers for the show. Just click off if you haven't seen it. You should, it's a great show. Having seen the end of Better Call Saul, I'm unsure how else they could have ended it, but I'm overall not satisfied with the ending. I'm unsure what I wanted, and it is a good ending, but I just wanted more for Soul, I guess. I took his confession to be a representation of him changing in the end, or at least forsaking who he was. I would have liked some suggestion this change would have been long-term and resulted in positive impact in the world, as hard as this is to imagine being possible. His saying, I am Jimmy McGill, wanting to be who he was before he went down that path, Jimmy is a smart, resourceful guy who could help people. His being behind bars without a suggestion he would continue doing bad when outside is just a waste of that potential for good. When I talk about the justice system, right? To me, it's all about preventing future harm. If Jimmy truly did change at the end, then his being in jail would just be a waste for society. Because he is a smart dude who could help people. But as I continue down here, I guess them chanting on the bus, his false name, is suggestive that no matter where he went, he'd always be Saul Goodman. I guess that suggests that he'd always be influenced back to being that person. The only place he can be good is where he can't be tempted to those ways. Reflecting on things after the fact, while the ending is clearly suggestive that he's like changed and wants to be a better person and to be a good person and not harm anyone and all that jazz, his time when he was lying low ultimately just led him back to being Saul Goodman again. And that's why he got caught in the first place. And then chanting on the bus, I think, is meant to express that Jimmy McGill would always be Saul Goodman or become Saul Goodman again if in a situation where that was a possibility. So maybe it is good that he is behind bars to prevent that from ever occurring again. Did he truly change? Maybe he just recognized he can't change and the only place for him is behind bars. That he was willing to confess, that he was willing to give a clean slate to Kim, and that in the court he's like, actually, my name is... Uh, McGill, Jimmy McGill, and on the bus he's like, no, I'm Jimmy McGill. Either he really did change or he was fed up and wanted to change. I mean, there's clearly some some presentation there that Jimmy wanted to be who he was before he was Saul Goodman. That maybe the weight of his misdeeds finally caught up to him mentally, who knows? I Like, it was clearly a good ending and I'm not sure how they could have done it better. But with endings of other shows, I've had like, I felt emotional, I felt tingles all over my body and stuff. In this finale, I was emotional maybe once and had tingles maybe once, which is suggestive that it was emotional. I did care. I was engaged. I watched the whole thing without blinking, basically. But it certainly wasn't the best ending to a series I've seen. So a good ending, I can't think of how it could have done, been done better, but it wasn't as emotionally impactful as 
other endings have been for me. Before that, he tried so hard not to get caught. The change seemed so sudden. That was a criticism that I heard said that they felt like that I'm Jimmy McGill wasn't really earned enough. That the change of heart was pretty sudden. But I don't know, it, it's probably just suggestive that he really cares for Kim. And being faced with the the widows of the people who he has deeds harms. Because I'm sure for most of his time, uh, Jimmy, the uh, consequences of his actions were seen and felt elsewhere. He didn't have to face them himself. Be sure to like and subscribe. Also leave a comment if you have something on your mind. My feed gives them to me from all over my channel. It doesn't matter how old the video is. I wish you all the best.